Hey there, it's Colette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on our way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with the stories. Today's guest on Our Hockey Life is the incomparable Mike Commodore, a.k.a. Commie, or simply Champ. He was drafted in 1999, 42nd overall by the New Jersey Devils. He's a 2000 NCAA champion with the University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux, a 2006 Stanley Cup champion, Carolina Hurricane, and a 2007 Team Canada gold medalist at the World Championships. Post-college, Mike played on 14 teams in three leagues over the course of his impressive 14-year career, including 484 NHL games and 683 NHL penalty minutes. He has one of the most recognizable loafs in hockey and is known for his not giving a fuck tweets, always ready to floor it and being in one. We look forward to his entertainment and are pumped to saddle up with him today. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Ladies, what's going on? Thanks a lot for having me. I got to admit, this is a new type of podcast for me. I'm very excited. Well, you know what? Um, so a little backstory for people is um, we asked Mike to do the podcast and then he... Um, I, I don't know if this is a little bit aggressive, but you kind of harassed our husbands because he, he sounded nervous, but then now you've got us a little bit yeah, nervous. Yeah, now we're like, oh, <laughs> we're going to do this right. <laughs> we're excited oh, that you no, said Oh, no, it'll yes. be good. I was, you know, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, I was, well, I just wasn't sure. I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm not sure which way they're going to go with it. I'm like, if it's like a relationship thing and like families and kids, I'm like, I'm unmarried and I don't have any no. kids. And no. So anyways, no, we're trying I'm to reach to all honest. avenues. No, exactly. You got to be honest. And we're, our hockey life has so many different avenues. There are people that are married. There are singles, there's all kinds. And your character is one of our favorites. So, so um, were you on a golf course today? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was on a golf course yesterday and I'm in Calgary, Alberta right now. Okay. And, uh, Actually, the weather has been really nice. So when you're in Calgary and the weather's nice, you have to take advantage. So totally. I am, I've, I'm on most days. I try to play quite a bit. And if it's nice out, I try to at least practice if I can't play. This This full-time job stuff kind of takes away from my <laughs> golf game a little bit. But I, I do hey? get to the range very consistently. But is that part of it? What are you doing right now? I am doing some, well, I guess my my title is sales and marketing director for Triton Telecommunications, uh, who I'm directing. I'm not sure because there's nobody <laughs> below me. So I don't really know why they have a director in there. It should just be sales one. and marketing. But basically like what I do would be like Triton Telecommunications is a construction company and we do most of our construction for telecommunications companies. Okay. Like, you know, if it was in the States, Cox and here in Canada, mm-hmm. Shaw and Telus and Rogers. So we do construction for them. And so I do sales for them. I mostly deal with Shaw. Uh, so it golf does come into a, into it a little yeah, bit, it turns but into I into the office a little bit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> schmoozing clients. But I do need schmoozing. Yes. But I need to find some more clients that are golfers. That's like my goal. Like oh. I need to, I haven't been all that successful doing it yet. I got a couple guys, but I need to get more. Well, maybe this will be the invite. They can brush up on That'd their games nice. and then buy from you. <laughs> yeah. We, perfect. I don't know about you. Kodat and I smashed a tequila before we started today. Any cocktail for oh, you? <laughs> oh, geez. Maybe. I, well, I can always have one. I'll have one right now. How about I walk to the fridge? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. So right off the bat, um, are you sick of people always asking you about Mike Babcock and your beef with him? Um, You know, like when I started doing that, I mean, I hate the guy. The guy is a total scumbag. He's a piece of shit. I mean, I, I, I knew that and anybody that's met him. 99.9 of the people that met him know that. Sadly, he doesn't stand terribly. a chance with me at this point because of you. Yeah, because Jason, well, Jason Good. played well, for him in junior, I think, or something, right? Does that sound familiar? Would he have, did he coach yeah. junior? Yeah, he was in Spokane. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Jason knows yeah, him like maybe. a little bit from like whatever that was, 98 or something crazy. 
Yeah, I feel bad for your husband. That sucks. But <laughs> basically, the only reason why starting it, doing it, and I won't use any names because they can say things on their own, but yeah. a very prominent hockey player, uh, Hall of Famer, the, when Mike Babcock, his first year in Detroit, I think his first, it might have been the first game of the year, his first game coaching was in Detroit. So I was actually in Carolina sitting bridge you'll know having yeah. a couple cocktails at sullivan's because detroit was in carolina the next day and i was going to crank on that that hurricane siren <laughs> so i was just sitting there having a couple drinks waiting for eric cole and i knew the game was going on but to be honest i wasn't paying attention and anyways this guy texts me and he's like hey i think you should give it to babs on twitter and i'm like really he's like yeah i think you should so I'm like, well, this guy's a Hall of Fame player. He played forever. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I will. Yeah. So I went off on him and it kind of <laughs> took on a life of its own. And I was sending the tweets like dying laughing because yeah. people were responding. And I responded to some. I said a couple of things that were probably a little offside, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> so anyways, moving forward, now it's a couple of, now it's like three or four years later, whatever it is. Um, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, God, I don't want to carve this guy, but I hate his guts and I can't help myself. It's just so funny run now, into right? People like, yeah, like, and I think I've never had one person, like, other than like a Leafs fan on Twitter, which I don't give a shit about, but I've never had like one person that's that's come up to me that I like would like that I know and would have something to do with the hockey world or like my parents or yeah. somebody like that that's been like, hey, maybe you should stop. Yeah. It's literally been the opposite. I'll go play like a charity golf event in the summer in Saskatchewan or wherever it is. It doesn't matter where it is. And if somebody's heard, I'll have people come up that are like, hey, you know, I heard you on spit and chicklets and you were kind of saying that it's maybe getting a little bit old. You kind of want to stop. I just want you to know that I think he's a scumbag too. And I think <laughs> yeah. you should keep it going. And I'm like, so you they know sprinkle, what? A little, little, sprinkle a little yeah. gasoline on it. Well, cause it's out of the ordinary. Like we're not allowed to like speak out, right? Like everyone just like remains hush hush, follows the rules and you, you don't say stuff like that. So like for you to actually just be able just to give her, like, it's funny. Like it's just, I don't know Babcock at all. Like I have Neither no, do I. Or his no family. Is yeah, he married? No, is he married? Yeah. Or, yeah. So like, you know, yeah. so, but it's just, it's just funny to like speak out, you know, <laughs> like it's just because, well, I think that's yeah, part of the shock like, of it is be, just like you said, and people are so afraid of burning bridges, which is understandable, but that's a bridge you really aren't worried about <laughs> burning clearly. Yeah. Like I, because I he burned you in a tweet. Yeah. Like this guy, like the whole story, I would be talking for two hours, right. but basically this guy definitely burned me in the second, the first time was whatever. And the second time he like, went out of his way to, to basically end my career and lied to me. I called him and I, anyways, it, it went out of his way. I knew it was going to happen. Always trust your trust your gut instinct, mm -hmm. but I kind of got backed into a corner contract wise. And anyways, this isn't a poor me thing at all, but basically he like totally fucked me over. And <laughs> anyways, wires he, crossed. He totally, yeah, yeah. My heart rate goes up and I start sweating every time I hear <laughs> that guy's name, but Oh, and basically about the burning bridges part and saying whatever you want, before I sent the first tweet, I was like, I realized, like, like you just said, like, you know, most people don't say anything and you don't know what you want to do and you're burning bridges. And, and I know for people that don't know me in the hockey world that I've never had anything to do with that are, they're going to read that and be like, you know, they might agree with it if they met Babcock and they hate him, but they might be like, Ooh, you know, I don't know if we want to have anything to do with this guy. Like, I know I burned bridges as far as like, if I wanted to work at TSN or Sportsnet or something, yeah. I know I burned bridges there. Yeah. But I was, I was sitting there in Carolina before I sent the first tweet. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't give a shit. I'm like, I don't, I, I love hockey. I, it was good to me. I appreciate every day that I had it, but I'm like, I'm done with it. Uh, and I enjoy watching it. And that's the extent of it. And I don't give a fuck if I don't ever work in hockey. I'm not yeah. looking for a job in hockey. So I'm going to say whatever I want. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad that's a good, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, and honest, it's true. <laughs> Um, try and be on honest yeah, person. That, that's right. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about sports Saskatchewan and growing up? Mike sure. and I are from the same yeah. hometown. That's crazy. Know that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For the <laughs> listeners that don't know, we are from the same hometown. No, the fort was great. I mean, I haven't been, I need to get back up there more. I haven't been back there in a while, but yeah, basically grew up full time there right until the end of high school. Um, yeah. Minor hockey, uh, baseball, everything. I was very, my parents put me in any sport I wanted to, and basically that boiled down to hockey in the winters. And I played a lot of baseball in the summers. I didn't do any hockey at all in the summer, but um, that's rare like now. That I feel like then. I feel like everyone plays year round now. It's rare to have uh, multi sports in your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, really rare. Like the hockey goes year round, and 
and back then it, it wasn't like that. And I really enjoyed baseball. I really, I mean, I played team Alberta baseball and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, it was a great place to grow up. I played one year midget kind of in high school when I was in grade 11. And then I was, uh, going to go play for the Kelowna Rockets. I was drafted by Tacoma in the WHL, and that was kind of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my mom, as as you know, Bridge, my mom was a principal at Fort Saskatchewan High School. Yeah, Ray, actually, Ray wants see... to know, uh, sorry, I totally interrupted you. I'm like, Ray wants to know okay. wh- why your mom won't give him his credits from the classes that he took <laughs> at U.S. High School. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I actually texted Ray before I got on here. I'm like, hey, Ray, do you mind if I uh, I bring up the fact that my mom wouldn't uh, graduate you from high school because your credits didn't didn't uh, transfer across? And he responded right away. He's like, "Yeah, go right ahead." So she would get like those horror stories of like you know guys either, and I'm not saying Ray did this. Like Ray went, Ray played in Spokane. So you know, with the the American school system as far as credit wise, and I should say curriculum was like you know, the, the grade 12 curriculum in Spokane was like the equivalent of grade 11 in Canada. Mm-hmm. So my mom would look at the curriculum and be like, well, you know, Ray, for instance, Ray, look, yeah, you got great grades, but that's grade 11. Like you haven't taken grade 12 science or whatever it is. Sorry, I got a flunk. Yet. I actually didn't know that until <laughs> two years, like five years ago, it came up at Whisper Rock and I was like, no way. And I was dying laughing and Ray's dad was there. And I'm not sure if he thought it, he definitely, he laughed now, but I'm like, I don't think he thought that was very funny at the time. <laughs> yeah, you know what, impression. though? I go, you listen, she didn't flunk you. No one can flunk you. I go, he goes, no, no, no. She just didn't give me the credits for the, what I took, where Ray, right. Ray full on knew that he, that it was really easy. And he, anyways. So you went on to yeah. college. Yes. So I ended yeah. up going on to college. I played one year for in the Alberta Junior Hockey League with the Fort Saskatchewan Traders. And then I had no, uh, I didn't even know what U.S. college hockey was. The only reason why I was playing in the AJ was that my mom wanted me to finish high school in Fort Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And uh, long story short, some colleges came and visited. The first one was BU. I sat down and I had no clue what the hell this guy was talking about. I didn't know what BU was till he saw me the program and it was Boston University. Mm-hmm. So I'm, less, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, very interested <laughs> in college hockey. He leaves. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck did that guy just say? I have no <laughs> idea what he's talking about. Well, it wasn't so as common then, down. I don't think. Kids, they weren't no. really taking that route. No, it, it definitely wasn't as common as it is now. Like mm-hmm. there were a few people that would go, but it definitely wasn't as common. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. And especially for me, like a player, like I wasn't a very offensive guy or anything like that. College was, it, it's totally different now. It was considered like more of a older, you know, more offensive, talented, smaller player league yeah. where that was basically the opposite of what I was. Um, so anyways, I went on a fly down. The only reason why I went on a fly down to North Dakota, they were the first, they were the first and only team to offer it to me. I went down there and I was blown away. I, I mean, there was 6,500, the rink was packed, 6,500 people. They were all boozing. Half of it was students, half was season <laughs> ticket holders. I'm like, this yeah. is the greatest atmosphere I've ever been in. I'm like, that's- I'm not going to the dub anymore. I'm coming here. So that's how I ended up in college. Well, and you're a smart guy. So would you, what was your major? What did you study? So I still, yeah. <laughs> so for the first two years in the NCAA, you can be undecided. So for the first, my freshman and sophomore year, I was just or like undecided or undeclared. And then once you hit your junior year, you have to declare, you have to declare something as your major. So my first, like, I'm like, I have, I mean, I still don't know what I want to do to be honest, but definitely back then I was like 18 years old or 18 or 19 going into my third year. And I'm like, well, I have no idea well, what that's, I want to do. You're still a baby. No yeah. one knows. Yeah, I keep trying to tell my, yeah. I keep telling Hannah that I go, listen, you don't have to know. Just go learn. Yeah. That's all you need to do. You, you pick up. On You'll figure yeah, it you out. need to just learn. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like geology for like a minute. Cause like, there was a geology professor that I kind of liked. And then my mom was like, Cause she was hot. You want to look at, (laughs) no, actually it was a dude to be honest, good question, but no, it was a dude. He was a pretty good guy. And uh, my mom's like, you want to look at rocks for the rest of your life? And there's way more to geology than that. But I'm like, no, I don't. And then I was in like, uh, I was in something to do with, what was it? Like law, not law enforcement in the right. Oh, I was in criminology. And I got in trouble with the police and I'm like, you know, fuck that. that. And so then I was, I, I went into the business school. Uh, but I only ended up going for three years and then I signed a pro contract and I was gone. Amazing. So what was your favorite NHL to, team to play on? Um, you know what? I actually, I mean, the easy answer, you know, I mean, we won a cup in Carolina, so that's the easy answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, we were good when I was there. I had a great time there. 
you know, and Calgary was a great run, but I only played 18 games here in Calgary and then 20 in the playoffs. So I wasn't here for that long, but it was awesome. I mean, I still live here now. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably the, I wish it would have lasted longer. It didn't work out because another douchebag coach, but uh, I really enjoyed playing in Columbus, Ohio. Really? Okay. I love Columbus. So was it, and I always feel like that is a loaded question because you you can put the team as like the group of guys at that time, or you put the team as the organization. And so what was it in Columbus then? A mix of both? That is such a great city. I do love it there too. Yeah, I was, yeah. I would say it was kind of a little bit of a mix of everything. For one, it was like, in my situation, I signed a five-year deal. There it was the first time where I went somewhere and I was like legitimately like looking for a place to buy. And so I ended up with a great place in Columbus. I thought the setup in Columbus was great with the arena right on the North side of town, mm-hmm. like on the North side of downtown, the short North area where yeah. all the bars are, where we went out and my, my house, my townhouse was right there. So like life was easy. It was like a 15 minute walk from my bed to my stall in the rink. All the yeah. bars were in between the airport was 15 minutes away. So like in that way, it was, I had a lot of fun. Ohio state was yeah. right there. I was still just barely young enough where I could go to college bars and not look like a creep. <laughs> so I had fun that way. Barely young enough. Uh, I like those words together. <laughs> yeah. Barely young enough. I could just get away with it. And the guys were awesome too. And like, it was a younger team. Um, like, you know, a lot of guys are just kind of in their prime now, uh, in the NHL. And so we had a young group of guys that were, that were really fun. And, and it was a different role for me too. Like I was considered the older guy there. I was one of the assistant captains. So like, I enjoyed that. It didn't yeah. last long, but so that was, I would say those were the main reasons why I liked it there. Nice. That's great. I think it's a little bit of a surprising city too. Just people are like, really Columbus, Ohio, but, um, I, I loved it. It's got a cool, small city feel, but like you said, everything was kind of in your bubble. And but I remember the coins saying that too. Like the coins thought they would retire in Columbus yeah. because they loved it. Well, the people in the Midwest are great too. Yeah. It's, I think uh, that helps. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. I, I had a place there. Like I, I think I signed there in the summer of 2009. So I bought that townhouse that summer and I just sold it. It's now 2019. I oh. just sold it in February. Oh wow. So I was renting it out and stuff, but I held on to it. And part of it was like, like I was renting it out. It wasn't sitting empty, yeah. but I was like, God, I'm like, maybe somebody will come and like, if somebody would have, if something would have, I love it in Calgary, but kind of in the back of my mind, I was like, God, maybe something will pop up in Columbus and I'll have an excuse to move back there. But hmm. then after a decade, I realized yeah. that that maybe wasn't going to happen. Like, there'll be another townhouse to buy if, if that happens. <laughs> yes, that's true. Good point. So I got rid of it. Oh, nice. Do you have a favorite hockey memory? I mean, that might be a silly question. Favorite hockey. Uh, I mean, number one would be, I mean, you always enjoy where you're successful. So, I mean, number one would be, you know, the, the, the 06 cup. That's the easy answer. A national title in college was awesome. Playing for team Canada. Actually, the main reason why I got to play for team Canada was because of your husband, bridge Ray called me before the, the world championships. He's like, Hey, Steve Eiserman called me. And he's like, he's either picking going between you or Andrew Ference. He asked me what I thought. He's like, I'm going with you. You're my boy. Do you want to go? It's in Russia. I'm like, I don't give a shit where the fucking tournament is. I'm never going to get this chance again. The only reason why I got to play was because it was in Russia. And a lot of the top guys were like, nah, we don't want to go there. I'm like, I don't care where this tournament is. I'm in. So that was, then we ended up going nine and oh, and we weren't supposed to be that good. And we ran the table. So that was fun. Did you beat Finn? Was that over Finland that year? Who? Finland, yeah, yeah. We played Finland in the final. Yeah, nice. Finland beat Russia in the semis. Probably, thank God, because they were fired up. <laughs> so it was pretty good that we didn't have to face them. And then we beat them, I don't know, it was like 4-1 or 4-2 in the final. Oh, I love that. And it was in Moscow. I mean, that's a pretty badass city for Russia. Even then? Or was it yeah. still kind of teetering? It was, no, it was, it was bad. I, I always, and I ended up playing not in Moscow, but in Russia at the end of my mm-hmm. career. But Moscow was like, when I got there, I remember the first bus ride from the airport to the hotel. And you know, sitting there, look, I've never been to Russia before. And, and like for people that haven't been there, like the traffic in Moscow is insane. Yeah. Like you can end up sitting on one of those ring roads all day <laughs> and there's no rules. And yeah. you know, there's, I was there just, really aren't like, any be, lanes. That's what Jason I went said on a about, high school no. trip. Yeah. So I remember that actually. Jason said that about Russia. He's like, I've never seen so many car accidents in my life. Like just like, not like major oh. ones, but everyone just like hitting each other. <laughs> like, well, cause it, and it, does it just yeah. look unorganized? It sounds like it. Yeah, totally unorganized. Yeah. And you'd like be driving down the road and it would be like, it was like, you'd see like a, a brand new black Mercedes, big ass sedan, whatever ones those are. I've never had a Mercedes, <laughs> but you'd see those just flying 
and you'd have next to that, you'd have, there'd be like a goat in a, with a fucking <laughs> cart behind it on the side of the road. And you'd have those Russian Lada cars, which are total pieces yes. of shit. And it was just, we'd creep along. We had, a, if we didn't have a police escort and even that was slow. Cause like those cars don't even like the Mercedes don't even pay attention to the police. Fuck the police. Oh. So it was like, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere without, without the, without the escort. But like the whole experience was unreal. We were, the hotel was, I mean, it was just totally different. Like the, the lobby was the first, we were in two hotels. The reason why we won is because halfway through Steve Eiserman switched us to the hotel Swiss, which was right mm-hmm. downtown, which completely brought guys attitudes up. Cause it was now a nice hotel and more guys were accustomed to. Wise. Whereas before we were in the hotel Cosmo where it was like, I mean, the bar downstairs, if I remember correctly, was like all in one. It was a strip joint, <laughs> a dance bar, a karaoke bar oh my God. all in one and like to get to your room. It's just a completely different way of life. Yeah, there. Yeah. You know what? I, went, I went there in high school. I went there on a high school trip and I actually feel like I stayed at the Cosmo because my next question to you was, was, were there a bunch of hookers in the lobby? I was on a high school trip and they were like, don't stop in the lobby. You have to walk to your, don't walk alone. And if anyone comes up to you, don't talk to them. And, and people did. They were like, excuse me, and just kind of held out money. And I, we were like, <laughs> I'm not a hooker. They're like, there's hookers all yeah, over the place. Yeah. I didn't want to say it first. I was almost said <laughs> it. And then I didn't. Yes. The <laughs> lobby was right around the elevators was yeah. loaded with hookers because they pay the hotel a little bit of money to be able to stand there. Mm. Like to get up to your room, you had to go through like, depending on the time of day or time of night, you were like going through like 15, 20 hookers. And yeah. I don't, it wasn't just that hotel. Like I, I ended up traveling around Moscow a little bit when I played there. And so there was a few more hotels where it was like that to different degrees, but yeah. yeah. It, so mean, it hasn't pro- changed much. I was just, probably was there. Different. I was probably there in 1990. So clearly it hasn't changed much. I don't, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's no, a little wild. And, you know, in 2007, I would say it was pretty similar. And wow. then 2014, I don't remember it as much, but it was definitely there for sure. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So we always like to know what um, guys think of the wives' room. Did you go in there even if you didn't have anyone waiting? The wives' room. Uh, you know what? I never. Yeah, you know what? Through yes, I, I was in there. I will say I never really had a whole lot. I always got. I mean, at least I think I did. I think I got along with most of the wives by and large. I, I enjoyed the team parties and stuff, but. Like the wives' room, I was never really in. The one year in Carolina, I don't know, Bridge, you might remember, I had a girlfriend for a year, my last year and a half there. And I don't know, that was sometimes well, good and sometimes bad in the wives' room. I was never... I don't remember you in the wives' room much. I feel like I remember like if your parents were there that you, you came in, but I don't remember you coming in. And some single guys do. They'll just come in and grab some food on the way out right. the door and then skirt out and some some linger. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did that in Columbus, but I don't yeah. even think I really, like if my parents were there, I would pop in, but I, like for the first year or so that I was there, I don't like, I don't even think I knew where the wives room was. Yeah. You know, I'd just go to the game, play the game, and then I would go home or go out and grab bites to eat or whatever. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of experiences with the wives room. <laughs> I, I do just, know it's important. Yeah. It's very important in my opinion. Like it totally is. a well, good wives room is, is important. I think it's very important for a good hockey team because if it goes sideways in the wives room, it can lead to things going sideways elsewhere. So yeah. I do think having a good wives room is important, but as far as personal experiences, I'm a little short on them. Yeah. Well, and I always think too, it's funny when I get asked that question, I'm like, are you talking about the wives room as a venue or talking about the wives room as a feeling? And I think you kind of just touched on both of it, right? Like yeah. if it's a good gel, a good feeling within the group, then... I don't know. That's always good for everybody. Why it's wouldn't important, it be? Yeah. yeah. It's great for everybody. Yeah. Like nobody. Yeah. If you know, I can sometimes go a little bit side. I mean, uh, whatever yeah. people, everybody doesn't have to get along with everybody. Right. That's not how I mean, you bring well, 24 like you strangers to. together. Not everybody's going to like everybody, but you need to get along and find a way. I agree. Right. Like, I you're mean, not you don't have to be best friends with everyone, yeah, but you certainly have, have to be common kind. with everybody. Like yeah. you'll, you'll find your, you know, there's some girls who just keep to themselves. Like one team we had, we had a few like Slovakian girls. And so they just kind of stuck together, like, but nothing wrong with that. Like they just, no, you know, had their language in yeah. common, right? You so, understand that. Yeah, that's fine. So speaking of, are you seeing anyone right now? Uh, yes, I am. She actually saw that question too. She's like, uh, that you texted me. She's like, oh, what are you going to say? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I am actually <laughs> seeing somebody. Uh, her name's Nori. Hi, Nori. Uh, I met her. Cute name. Yeah, she will be listening too. Uh, she 
she, I met her uh, be just over a year ago. Wow. Up in Edmonton, actually. She's okay. from Regina, but she lives here in Calgary. Um, yeah, so we've been kind of, I met her kind of in Edmonton and I was up there for a charity event. Uh, anyways, kind of long story short, actually, this would kind of be a good we, story. We like these stories. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was at a charity event in Edmonton and there's one of these events, a hockey event where there's on the Friday, there's a, you know, you, you have a lunch on the Friday and you kind of meet everybody that's, you know, all the other alumni, but then the people that are playing, you know, the people that are raising the money. And everybody that's playing in the hockey tournament, and then there's a draft in the evening, and then you usually go out, and then the hockey's on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, so Friday, I went to the lunch and had a couple drinks in the afternoon with the rest of the guys. You know, you see guys you haven't seen in a while, have a couple drinks at the hotel, and then go to the draft. And then it was now about 10.30 at night. I was at On the Rocks in downtown Edmonton off Jasper Ave, and I wasn't hammered at all, but I had a, like a decent buzz going. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I, I didn't eat any dinner. I haven't had anything to eat since lunch. Cause I basically forgot. Cause I was on the mic a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to get out of here. I got to play first thing in the morning. So I walked outside, looked to the right nearest place was a shawarma place. And so I'm like, perfect. I'm going to grab something quick here and I'm going back to the West. And so I walk across the street. I go to walk into this restaurant and there's three dudes outside. And one of them was bigger than I am. And he stands up in front of the door he's, and he's like, let's wrestle. So I look at him and I thought he was joking. So I like start laughing. I'm like, man, I'm not wrestling. And I walk around him. I go in, I grab a quick bite to eat. Five minutes later, I walk out. I'm just going to grab a cab and I'm going home. I'm by myself. Everybody else is in the bar. And I walk out and the same guy standing in front of me. Did he know who you were? He goes, we're... Did he recognize I don't think you? So. No, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, gets in front of me. He's like, we're wrestling. And I look at him and go, dude, I'm not fucking wrestling. And his buddy off to my left suckered me. No. So I didn't see it coming. I didn't see anything. So next thing I know, I open my eyes and I'm on one knee and I'm bleeding all over my shirt and my shoes. My chin was cut open. So I'm looking, I'm like, what the fuck? So I get up and the guy, the big guy's right in front of me. And I've been doing some Muay Thai boxing here in Calgary. Mm. So I kick that guy right in the chest because <laughs> I want to create a little bit of space. And I go right after the guy that suckered me. And I end up beating the shit out of him. Actually really good. I actually kind of felt a little bit bad at the end of it. No. But as I'm about to hit him for about the seventh or eighth time, right in the middle of his face, I get tackled and I kind of roll with the tackle. I figure it's probably buddy number three. And so I kind of go to roll with it. And then as I'm rolling, I kind of see on the, on the guy's shirt, it ended up being like a vest police. Oh shit. So I'm like, Oh shit, it's the cops. So I kind of roll, I get up They're like, calm down. I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm bleeding all over myself. Yeah. I just got suckered. I didn't do anything wrong. So I'm like, I, I'm, my wires are crossing. So I'm kind of trying to get around the cops. So I want to get after the guy that wanted to wrestle me originally. And then from behind me, I hear uh, a girl say, calm down. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, the last thing I need, I just got suckered. Now I got some random girl behind me. It's about to, it is telling me to calm yeah. down. So I turn around to like, tell her to pipe down. And the girl's pretty good looking, at least in my eyes. And I'm like, like oh, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I will calm down. <laughs> so anyway, she talks to the cops. Next thing you know, we're both in the back of the cop car. They take me to the hospital, get stitched up. And fast forward, we end up met, meeting up because she lives in Calgary. We meet up a couple weeks later and okay, we've wait. been dating ever since. She rode in the back of the cop car with you? Yeah, we were in the back That's of the cop car. Yeah, our first picture together was her holding oh. some kind of tissue to my chin and I had blood all over my shirt. Oh my God. My I, think, I think I heard a country song about that once. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And wait, did we see a post of that photo? I feel like I've seen a picture of something. You like might've seen. Yeah. There's a, maybe it yeah, wasn't public. I don't, maybe that's mm, no. Yeah. I don't think it was public. No, I posted okay. a photo on my Instagram from okay. the hospital, but it was just me sitting in the chair just you. Uh, with a like holding. Yeah. yeah it was just me in oh there, but there is a picture of the, the cops actually took a picture of us in the back. Oh, that is funny. That's, That's a good how I met my yeah, my so, sweetheart story. I love it. Yeah, a little <laughs> a little different. Yeah. Um. So who is who's your favorite hockey wife or uh, teammate's wife that's been your favorite? And you don't have to say us. <sighs> well, he doesn't have to say me because well, we are never teammates. You, other than you two, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Free I was pass. never teammates with Jason. So uh, yeah, Bridge. I mean, you'd be an easy answer. So I can't. I can't. You can't. Uh, pick yeah. Somebody else. You know what? Like, like I said earlier, I'd say 99% of them I got along with really, really well. So I'll just go with the first one that popped in my mind. Uh, I really like Jessica Nash, Rick Nash's wife. Okay. I, I thought that. she was cool. Yeah, I liked her. I met her actually at the World Championships. Rick was on the team. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I met her there and then I ended up playing in Columbus. Uh, I never see her obviously anymore. And I talk to Rick every once in a while, but I, I remember really like, I thought she was cool. Oh, I like that. Okay. Now quick off the top of your head, who's the hottest hockey wife girlfriend? Uh, <laughs> um, God. Like, I, I mean, hate that you're, uh, you're thinking so hard well, about like, it. Yeah, Someone's like, popped guy, into yeah. your mind, and now you're you wondering all, if you should you say it. You guys are all really good looking, but first thing that popped into my mind, and I don't know if they're still together or not. I have no idea. I guess it doesn't matter at nope. the time, when, at least when I'm thinking of it. Uh, Barbie Blank. Oh, yeah. Kelly oh, yeah. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's hot. She yeah. seems like it anyways. I think he, I, I think she was, was one of, one. yeah, I think, I think she was one of Jason's favorite wrestlers because well, he he's watches. a wrestler because yeah. he, he actually yeah. watches. And you're right. I, I they aren't, you're right. I'm they aren't together anymore. Fan, but once I saw her, I did Google a couple videos. <laughs> Fair did, enough. Yeah. So was there, a, was there a wife or girlfriend that made you feel the most welcome or does, um, did you say, what was her uh, name? Jessica Nat? Jessica, Nash, Jessica. Yeah, was Jessica, it her too? Uh, or was there another, someone else that made you feel really welcome? Oh God. Uh, I mean, like I'm trying to think of like there, I, I can't really think of anybody that like really didn't really made me feel not welcome. And yeah. I can't think of anybody. Well, maybe it so. can be a player. Was there a player that kind of really, I just feel like the guys reach out and suddenly you have 26 brand new best buddies when you go to a new city, but was there even a player? Maybe doesn't have to be a wife. Yeah. I mean, I would say, uh, you know, the way my career worked out was basically, you know, I played in New Jersey the first two, two years, Mike, but I was always up and down, up and down from the minors. So in New Jersey, like I, I never even really met any of the wives because I really like, I wasn't around the team all that much. If there was something going on in a couple of days in between games, I'd get sent to the minors. So I was never really there. Calgary, I was here for a short period of time living in a hotel. Like I definitely met a couple of the wives, but it was, I mean, it was, I was here for it was kind of a crazy time and there was all kinds of shit going on. So there wasn't much going on. So I would say like the first time like that, I actually was involved with like, you know, some being welcome somewhere and actually staying somewhere for a while would be Carolina in 0506. Mm-hmm. And like a guy, I would say that was very accommodating. The first person that popped into my mind would be Jesse Bulleries. Oh yeah. Who was there? Yeah. Yeah. He was, I mean, he wasn't dating him. He was single at the time, but like, I remember coming in there and once I was on the team, he was all like, he was really nice from the word go. And, he was like, Hey man. And I ended up living at his house for two and a half years. Like, and he got traded that year, but I ended up staying the whole two and a half years. Yeah. I was there. Um, so he would be a guy that, that popped into my mind, but all, oh. like all the wives in Carolina, I thought were very, yeah, that was a great, that was a great crew for sure. I loved it there. Yeah. So one of my favorite things about you is your pack your shit movement. Um, hashtag pack right. your shit. So I remember a few years ago I was in Toronto and I was with, um, like Jonathan Bernie and his wife and uh, Dan Winnick and his wife. And we were at dinner and right. I, somehow it came up. And I remember talking to you about this. Some, somehow it came up and it was, oh, it was right before, tra- it was the day before tra- trade deadline that I was with them. And then I was like, oh guys, have you seen Kami's Twitter? And they hadn't seen it. So I was reading some of your um, pack your shit tweets. We were all at this table at dinner, just dying laughing. We we're like, this is gold again, because people don't say these things. Like you're just like, Hey, whoever get off the bike. You're, you're getting traded pack of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like and I feel like everyone's following you. They're not, shit. they're not following the ticker. They're following you. Yeah, I mean, like, I know that day it's like, Ray's like, <laughs> what's Kami saying? What's he saying? And I, me too. I want to know what you've got going on. Yeah. Like, cause like, so you had the, like, you have the pack your shit, the like in one, the floor, like, are you surprised by how they blew up and like how, how people, how like people get into it so much? Uh, yeah. Uh, short answer to that is yes. Like the pack your shit thing was like, I was sitting in Scottsdale at the time I was living there and I remember being on Twitter and I like kind of sent some tweet, but I didn't hashtag it. And I said, pack your shit to some, I can't remember. It was just kind of an off the cuff thing. And I was actually on my way out the door and somebody on Twitter, somebody from Columbus, I think his name's Nate. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, he's like, Hey, he's like, you should have, he sent me a tweet and was like, Hey, you should hashtag it. And I'm like, that's a really good idea. So I started doing that. And then anyways, that turned into, I ended up not leaving the house. I didn't play golf that day. And I ended up like basically sitting on the computer and on my phone, like going through, I'm like reading everybody, I'm searching through the internet. Yeah. I'm like, who can I trade? Who can I trade? (laughs) And then the first year I was basically like, I try to get one more trade, one more than the last year. So the first year, I managed to, I forget what, it, I think it was Curtis Lazar 
I managed to get that one. I think like right at the last minute, I thought I didn't was going to go over and I actually managed to get it. And then, so the next year I had to get two. So I actually managed to get two. And then this year I had to get three and I actually got three, oh, but now it's actually turned into a thing where like, I actually have, like, at first it was just bullshit. I was yeah. just making shit up. I'm yeah. like, okay. And then if I couldn't find anything, I'm like, I'm just going to make up some insane trade with a couple of superstars and see where yeah. that goes. But now I actually have like, you know, some old buddies and some people that are now yeah, a little in front offices. Yeah. A little connected. Mm-hmm. I get some text. Like I actually mm-hmm. get a little bit of insight now. Some people that are in the media, they'll be like, yeah. Hey, I heard this is going to happen. And like, for me, that's good enough. If yeah. you've heard it's going to happen, I'm fucking sending it. <laughs> I'm so, packing them. Yeah. It seriously, it yeah, kills me. Oh my God. I look, I look forward to that. Do you ever wake up? I'm just curious with your in ones. I know that you like, do you ever wake up the next day and go, shit, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have tweeted that one. Is there any remorse ever? Has there ever been any, uh, there has been a couple of moments. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple of, like, I try and I've gotten better like a few years ago. Yes. I have said some things that I'm like, and I try not to delete tweets because I think that's lame. I think it's out there. Yeah. yeah, It's out there. Like you said it, just leave it there. But there has been, I can't think of an example of one. Like, I think I can't think of it because I just flushed it from my mind because I'm like, just forget about this. Yeah, it never happened. Yeah. But there have definitely been some times where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and I, there's definitely been some times where I've, I've tried to keep the like Twitter when I'm really fucking in one to a minimum. <laughs> so it is actually part of one of my rituals. Like if I go out and really get after it mm-hmm. the next morning, like after the first thing I do when I get up is I check Twitter and be like, please don't, you didn't send a tweet. You didn't send a tweet. And I look and I'm like, yes, I didn't send anything last night. I'm good to go. Yeah. Definitely. I've messed, I've even like, I don't know, after having some cocktails with friends, whatever, take stupid pictures. And then sometimes I like, I think I'm really funny and I'm like, oh my God, did I post that on Instagram? Did I put that in an Insta story? And I never have, but I just in my mind, this. I'm like, I should. And then I'm like, oh, you should. I, I just but order I, stuff. Like Jason's like, what did you order on Amazon last night? And I'm like, um, an inflatable penis costume. <laughs> like, is that okay? Like I order the most random stuff and I have to like try to try to like intercept the de- like deliveries. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, damn it. Um, so, so um, one thing we have in common, uh, you're a doodle, dual citizen wh- with the U.S., Yes. Yeah. Where, why do you yeah, have yeah, that? Yeah. With the States. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I signed in Columbus, I, I don't even really have a good reason. When I signed in Columbus, I had a five year deal. And for some reason I was like, you know what? I should maybe start the process of becoming a citizen. So I started it then and thank God that I, well, I don't even know if I'm going to use it to be honest, mm-hmm. but I started yeah, but it then. It. So that was in, yeah, you have it now. Like, now I'm, now I have a passport, so I'm all set. So but don't I started you find the green of- card process. Don't you find kind of, sometimes I find it's kind of like a pain. Like I have to pay taxes to the U S because I'm a U.S. like citizen. Like it's so yeah. There are, there are definitely some negatives to it. And that's one of them. But when I was applying, I was like, well, when I was applying at first, I was like, well, you know, I never knew what, where my career was going to go. If it was going to end tomorrow or end right. 10 years from then, I, I, I had no clue, but I figured what the hell I'll get it started. And then once I had the green card, you have that for 10 years. And once you have that for five years, then you can apply for a passport. And by the time I had my green card for five years, my career was over or coming to a close. And I was, I, I did think about that. I'm like, well, do I really need it or want it? Cause I, mm-hmm. but then I was like, well, you know, I played most of my games in the United States. Most of my income is still in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, fuck, I'm going to be firing. Like, as far as I can tell for, for C right now, I'm going to be like, I'm living in Canada, mm-hmm. but. You I'm going to be know. filing an American tax return but, anyways. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. I want to have the option where if something comes up for work, I can go down there. Yeah, exactly. Work. Make it simple. So, and then you don't have that yeah. process. Right. Um, one fact that we love about you is that you read every night. What do you like to get into? I do. Yeah. Like, uh, actually one of the, within the teams that I played in the American league, I would say my first couple of years pro, I probably enjoyed myself a little bit too much and went out too much. Mm -hmm. And I, then I got, I ended up getting traded to Calgary and their minor league team was in Lowell, Massachusetts. And I don't Lowell, Massachusetts, there isn't a whole lot going on, which ended up being a godsend because I'm like, well, there's not even any point of going out because there's nothing going on in this town anyways. So I'm like, I have to find something else to do. So I got into reading. So, you know, I'd love to sit here and tell you that I read books that make me smarter and better at my job and all this. It doesn't matter. Reading is just, yeah, yeah. You can also read for enjoyment. Yeah. It's pure enjoyment. Like I read like the, 
the fiction books. And I do read like some, some autobiographies and stuff like that every once in a while, not very often. Uh, but yeah, mostly it's just for enjoyment. And it kind of puts me to sleep, to be honest. <laughs> totally. All right. So you've also gotten into new, uh, quite a few business ventures. You have, is the hashtag in one, uh, vodka a real thing? I never know when I see things posted, if that's someone that just kind of <laughs> threw it on a bottle or are you doing that? <laughs> Screwing around. <laughs> yeah. No, that's happening. Awesome. That is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The t-shirt thing was with sauce hockey. And so this told a story on a podcast that I was in one, somebody, it's just, it always seems to go back to Twitter. Somebody hashtagged it and I'm like, wow, that's a good idea. So yeah. I started doing it and then, you know, kind of people enjoyed it or seemed like it anyways on Twitter. So sauce hockey contacted me and asked me if I wanted to make a shirt. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. So it's, it's a fun thing for me. Yeah. It's definitely not something I'm getting rich off of whatsoever, but They've actually sold a lot of shirts for well, like sauce well, hockey. I, I know. I saw half of them at out. I saw half of them at Bridget's house. So I yes. ordered them. <laughs> We're actually wearing them right now. <laughs> we'll send yeah. you. We'll send yes, you a picture. We'll, we'll send you yes, a picture. So do. when does the vodka we come do. out? Is it out? So no, it's not out yet. So I'm gonna. So same kind of thing. Actually, a guy got on. I have to have a LinkedIn account for work. Like yeah. I mean, I don't even really have anything to put on there. But my boss is like, get a LinkedIn account. I'm like, all right. And this guy, Troy from Calgary here, who uh, runs a brewery and runs a dis- uh, distributor for booze here in Alberta, sent me a message. And he's like, hey, you want to make some beers, like in one beers? And I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't mind the odd beer, but to be honest, I drink vodka. He's like, well, let's make fucking vodka then. I'm like, all right. Perfect. So we kind of, we've got it kind of going. Um, we're going to distill it here in Alberta. We're just going to sell it in Alberta because I'm like... The liquor laws, I'm not even going to pretend to know. I, I don't know. even and know. And they are, they change from, they change from province to province and from state to state. It's yeah, crazy. It's a, it's a complete nightmare. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. and plus, like, I think some stuff. So the, the plan was until about, I would say yesterday, I got an email. So it's a go. We designed the bottle. We've picked a distiller. Like I'm ready. I'm like, I'm in, let's, let's do this. Like, That's this is more. I know way more about vodka than I know about telecommunications. Let's I was going to say, this. I have a feeling your sales will be uh, a little higher than that. And you may have some more golf partners. Yeah. Yeah. Vodka and golf goes a little better than yeah. telecommunications than golf. But now with the new government here in Alberta, there's like, now the laws might change again right now. Apparently I just got this email yesterday. So the laws might change. We can't get like rates and tax locked in. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly what we're going to be paying. So we got to put it on hold for a bit. Anyways, okay. that's, that, still- that, this is all new as, but yes, it, it's, it's going to happen for sure. I don't know when I was hoping for July 1st, but since oh, wow. that email yesterday, I'm not sure. Not sure it is. might be a little bit longer well, now. We'll yeah. have to pay attention on Twitter. I'm sure we'll, we'll find out. Totally. Oh yeah. And yeah, then, so, so you, inv- out there. and then you invested in, um, an edible weed company distinct. Yeah. And distinct cannabis in Calgary too. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll text just you. Just edible. So I actually think, yeah, you guys want some samples? Uh, I actually, I never really, I did it a little bit at, like when I was younger, but never really, I never really did it when I was playing. I actually wish I, now that I know a little bit more about it, I've actually started, I'm trying to get more into the marijuana and cut back a little bit on the booze. Cause mm-hmm. I think it's way better for you and sleeping and, and everything. So anyways, I, I got this opportunity here in town and this company distinct was like, Hey, do you want to put a little bit of money in? And I'm like, well, it sounds like a good idea, but you know, I mean, like I've invested in a few different things over the years mm-hmm. and I haven't seen a fucking dime in return. I've literally what? taken all my Jeez. money and it's been gone. Yeah. Nothing like not a penny. Brutal. So okay, I'm yeah, like, well, sounds- it sounds good. And maybe I can get some samples. I'm thinking, I'm like, right. well, and usually my excuse is, well, Hey, look, I'm, I'll send it to my financial guy. So I forwarded it to my financial guy who's in New York and I'm like, Hey, just let me know what you think. And this guy always says, no, he's like, yeah. no, I mean, that, that's probably the number one thing that that's his job description. Really? <laughs> no. And he fired right back. He's like, yes. I'm like, wow. what? He's like, yeah. He goes, I think it's a great idea. It's not that much money for you. you. You can afford it. And there's a little thing in there where if I promote it a little bit, I can get some more shares. So he's like, fuck yeah, I think you should do it. So I'm like, all right, I'm Perfect. doing it. Yeah, so, totally. So, um, yeah. you know that we, um, Jason, and I do a lot of charity work and stuff. So mm-hmm. this like piqued my interest, um, with you, was it your idea to shave your playoff hair for charity and yeah. you hiked Mount Kilimanjaro Yeah, for charity too? How was that? It was awesome. The, the I mean, the, the first time I, I shaved my hair was for the Calgary run and my mom, while well, my parents came down, 
uh, during the first round against Vancouver, my hair was long. I'd been growing it since September. And she was like, Hey, at Fort Saskatchewan high school where Bridget, I went to school. She's like, Hey, uh, you know, the, we're doing a thing here. we cut your hair for cancer. And you know, like the, if the science teacher is like, look, if you guys raise $500, I'll shave my head. So it's that kind of thing to raise yeah. money. Yeah. She's like, would you be interested in, in being a part of it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like not thinking anything of it. Cause we weren't supposed to be Vancouver. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Like not thinking thought nothing of it. I'm like, yeah, I'll be, I could be shaving my head here in four days. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we won and then we won again and then we won again. And now we're in the finals and all of a sudden this hair thing's taking on a life of its own. And so I, we end up losing to Tampa, but go back and the gym, it's the first time I've been back to the high school since I was in grade 12, gym was packed. And so we ended up shaving it for cancer. Gillette donated, like they just came out with the Mach three back then. I think it was. And so they donated, I think it raised like 40 grand or something wow, like that. Man. So that was good. Yeah. 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 It worked out great. And then Carolina was the same thing pretty much, except it was for the Jimmy V foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it a little differently, but I'm not sure how much that raised. I think it was like 30,000 or something too. So um, and then, yeah, the, the mountain. So, um, a friend of mine used to work for the Red Wings now works for the Vegas, uh, golden Knights. Her name's Aaron. She would, once I was retired, she she works for the Duskin and Stevens foundation and, and a lot of like veterans and military uh, charities. So she like would message me and be like, Hey, uh, Mike, we're doing this. She always, they do this, uh, this cross country bike, like motorbike ride. She's like, Hey, do you want to be a part of it and ride a bike? I'm like, Aaron, I'm like, I don't know how to ride a bike. Like I'm going to fucking kill myself. I can't do this. And then it was like another thing of like, uh, it was like a triathlon. Hey, we're doing like a triathlon. Do you want to, do you want to join? And I'm like, Aaron, like I can swim <laughs> save my life. Like, yeah. like maybe across the pool. I'm like, yeah. I can't swim a fucking mile. Like I can't do that either. And then she came with this like Kilimanjaro my first response, I didn't, I don't know anything about hiking. Like yeah. I barely done it. It's not like I don't go out and hike. It's not my thing. And, uh, I'm like, like Aaron, I can't. So I think I'm going to be like scaling Everest here. I'm like, <laughs> I don't have any mountaineering skills. And she's like, no, no, no. You can, you can hike this mountain. This is the highest mountain in the world where you can, you can hike up. You don't need any kind of technical skills oh. whatsoever. Uh, yeah. There's I none. didn't know that. So I'm like, yeah, nothing. You can walk. All you need is a good pair of boots. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, when is it? And it was like, yeah, it's, it's like two years from now or a year and a half. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Then I kind of not forget about it, but I'm like, yeah, okay. This is, yeah, I'll do it. And not really think about it until like a month before she's like, all right, you're in like, it's X amount of dollars to do it. This and that raise them. I'm like, Oh, like, Holy shit. I got to go to fucking Africa. (laughs) And so I had to go buy all this gear. And anyways, to shorten the story up, and it was actually, uh, it was a really good experience. I was, I'm not a hiker and I was bitching it sometime. Yeah. It was eight days on the mountain. We summited at noon on the seventh day. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was actually awesome. I don't that, know like, if I would ever do it jam. again. That would like, that's my, I grew up hiking. Like I grew up in a small town, like Nelson, BC, all we did was hike. And so like that would one day, like that would be my dream to do that. <laughs> We well, just, I, I will tell you, I do highly recommend it then. You should okay. go. The only thing you have to make, like the most important thing is make sure that you spend the money and you do the research and get a good guide. We okay. use Tusker Trails, it was called, yeah. because you can get out there with bad guides. And I saw it firsthand. Oh. We were going up the mountain and like guides were not summiting because oh. they like didn't really know where to go or were oh. too lazy and didn't want to go all the way to the top. So they wouldn't oh, take people all the way up. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. So imagine being on the mountain for seven days and then your fucking guide doesn't want to take you to the top. No, yeah, he can't so you remember make the sure way you get like a good guide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. No good. So you have a big birthday coming up in November. Do you have any big plans for that? No, I actually, that's <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> no, the only person that's brought, brought that up other than, I haven't, I'm not really a big birthday guy. I, I've never really like, yeah, I'll have a beer or whatever, but I've never had a party. Uh, but now That's that I'm every dating, day my is girlfriend like a birthday. Been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a birthday now <laughs> since I retired like <laughs> yeah. five years. I've had a million birthdays now. Well, you tell her that um, I'm, I'm in Calgary and I like birthday parties. So I'll turn, okay. I'll turn, I'll turn up. Know. <laughs> so she's the yeah. one that brought it yeah. up and she's like, are you thinking about anything? Yeah. She brought it up. She's like, what do you want to do for your 40th? And I'm like, Noria, like I legitimately haven't even, it hasn't even crossed my mind. I have no idea. So I'm not sure if she, I don't know. I can't believe you're going to be 40. I know. I feel like 40. I feel like you're like stuck at 25 mm-hmm. in uh, a good way. I mean that I in a good way. In a fun yeah. way. No, no. I mean it in a, like, I think you, you look great and you're, I don't know. It's still, everything's just a number, but you keep your youthful energy. Everything is just a number. It's I feel a like number. I'm 25 most yeah, of the time. That's great. 
Have you ever just on this note, have you ever surprised anyone with a cool, like a gift or a trip? Um, yes, actually I have. Uh, when I signed in Columbus, I, uh, yeah, I would say the coolest gift or the, maybe the, yeah, the coolest gift I guess I ever did was when I signed in Columbus, uh, I bought my parents each a car. Oh, cool. Oh, that's that's awesome. what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I went and I, I was fortunate enough to sign for more money than I was worth. And I, the first, that was the first thing I thought of. My parents were driving like my dad had like a Volvo or some piece, like Volvos are good cars, but this thing was a piece of shit from like, I mean, this was in 2009. This thing was like a 93. My mom was driving something older and I'm like, Hey, like I'm taking you guys out. I don't give a shit what car you guys pick, pick whatever you want. And it's on me. Uh, and so so I took my mom picked like a Highlander. And your dad's driving yeah, a Maserati? Yeah, my mom picked a Toyota Highlander. Uh, yeah, I was fairly confident when I said that, that my dad wasn't going to pick a Maserati. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had to be like, hey, that's not going to work in yeah. Fort Saskatchewan. <laughs> You're like, and uh, one more pick. Yeah, uh, yeah my parents were like, uh, they didn't want to. And I'm like, hey, look, just pick a car. My dad at first wanted to pick like this little Subaru. And I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I told you to pick a, would you pick a car that you can fit in for Christ's sake? Yeah, I was like, just going to say, not, I don't think your dad you would fit in a Subaru. Uh, no. And it was like, he just was looking, he's like, Oh, well the other one I'm looking at, it's too much money. And I'm like, look, I don't give a shit. I'm trying to buy you a gift here. Yeah. Just pick a car. It's my, ended yeah. Up getting, like one of the, yeah, it's my, choice. it's my choice. I say pick a car, pick a car you fit in. I love so you it. ended up getting like a Honda Ridgeline. Uh, I don't know if you actually remember this, but you actually gave my kids a pretty unforgettable gift. In North Carolina, you and Jesse came over for Christmas Eve oh, yes, and brought a freaking drum set for my yes. like I five thought- and two-year-olds. <laughs> yes. Jesse and I thought that was a great gift. It was, I was dying. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding? And they did, we have a little, we had a little stage upstairs. So they set the drum set up and they're banging away. And it is like, it's an unforgettable gift. And it's one that I want to continue to like give to other people just to piss them off. Yeah, totally. <laughs> did you do it a little bit yeah. to piss us off, Ray and I? <laughs> Re- I remember Hannah sitting on those drums. Oh, oh, to piss you off a yeah, little bit? a little bit. Uh, I didn't think you got, yes, I wanted you guys to look at that drum set and be like, you are such a scumbag. Like, Both Jesse and I did. We were dying laughing. And then I re- I still remember Hannah sitting there beating on those drums. Oh yeah. And I was dying laughing. I'm like, this is perfect. I have photos. I actually have to send them to you. I have pictures of you and Jesse both just banging on the drums with the kids. And it's awesome. You're, you're awesome with kids. I always, I love how you are with ours. I haven't seen you with many, but even to this day, when you come over around Easter or whatever, I, you're out there with kicking the ball with Harper and I don't know. You're just a, I know they love you and we're happy to have you still as such a good friend and part of our lives. Well, I appreciate it. I love your kids and I love hanging out with you guys and I appreciate you inviting me over. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks so much for your time. I love that you agreed to come on with us and we just love your character and, but you're bright and smart and uh, just such a great guy. So thanks again for your time. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Take care. We'll see you soon. All right, see you. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.